welcome to uh, what's the name of this podcast, Ethan? <laughs> I think we're calling the it locker, the room? locker Room. The Locker Room. Welcome to the Locker Room. Currently, uh, I'm Doug Moffat, Heartland Varsity Girls and Boys Tennis Coach, and uh, here with Ethan Hawker, teacher and coach. And today we have Nathan Oak, uh, teacher and coach. And uh, this is just part of talking to coaches. Coaches talking to coaches could be called coaching the coach. We've several different things, but the vision for this is encouraging conversations that inspire and lead. And so we're excited uh, to, have, to have this conversation today. Yeah, um, I'm excited to introduce Nathan Oak here, in this, but I thought it would be um, <clears throat> smart to also talk, highlight our, uh, man, our Heartland sports are just killing it right now. As our winter sports start closing out their season here, it has been an amazing week. And I just wanted to highlight a few things that happened over the past week here. Um, our wrestling, 23rd consecutive regional title. And they will be competing wow. in states uh, this weekend. Individual states the following weekend, 12 individual state qualifiers. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, we had a couple of athlete of the weeks, Jack Losert for diving, and Braden Tugas for wrestling, regional champ at 113. Pretty impressive. Uh, basketball, the districts are just getting rolling. Girls, I think, are this week or next week, and the boys follow the week after. Our gymnastics, KLAA champs. Uh, Abby Griffin was third all around. Our figure skaters, Heartland United figure skaters, advanced to states. Uh, Captain Ali Bricado. Our Unified had their alumni game last Saturday, and if you have not experienced an, a Unified game, you got to check it out. It is one of the most un believable sporting events you can ever get to. Uh, our, Heart, our Heartland Hockey Varsity Blue team, state champs, beating CC 4-3 to three the other day. Awesome win. Yeah. Our cheerleading district champs, they got regionals on Saturday. Uh, lots of great things happening in Heartland sports, um, and a lot of big events coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, including tryouts starting for our spring sports, and uh, that kind of brings us to boys golf. And um, Nathan Oak, who is the boys golf coach, uh, he's been the boys golf coach since, correct me if I'm wrong, coach, but 2007, six? I think 05 with oh, you, five. coach. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I was the previous boys coach. Nathan took over for me. Um, life was getting busy for me, and I knew better hands. It was in better hands with him. Um, so it was uh, awesome to have him come on board. He uh, was my JV coach for a year or two and then took over, and I was actually a JV coach for him for a year. Uh, so we go way, way back. We play a lot of golf together. Um, he is a PGA pro as well as a teacher here at Heartland. He teaches marketing and works with the DECA program. Went to Chelsea back in the day. Uh, coached at Flushing mm -hmm. as well. Um, he helped start the Livingston Junior Tour, which is now called the Kensington junior tour he was inducted into the hall of fame mm. midka hall of fame in 2023 actually the youngest inductee pretty impressive stuff 12 klaa conference champions four district titles three regional titles midka coach of the year overall coach of the year in 2015 and the division coach of the year in 2019 the list can go on the guy has quite the resume um but more importantly, he just uh, he's a great coach. I've seen him work with uh, the boys, and uh, he knows the game. He knows the kids. 
And uh, we're just really, really excited to have you with us today to share some of your knowledge that uh, goes with coaching boys in golf. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having so me. So what got all this started? Like, specifically, what sports did you play growing up? What were your what, – what, where were you? You know, What did you do? I wasn't on the golf course, I'll tell you that much. Um, ironically, it, it didn't come into my life until – uh, a little bit later, um, but a lot of baseball growing up. That's what all the kids did, team sport. We played, you know, Little League and uh, Pony League, I think it was called, and then we played on travel teams. So that was pretty much the forefront of my youth athletics. Also played basketball, and believe it or not, I was a runner. Um, I had to go back in the archives and just remember how long ago that was, but I was a distance runner. I have no idea why <laughs> I chose to do that, but I did. Um, so that's that's pretty much how I spent my days. Okay. And what athletes, this is a curiosity of, of all our coaches and people we're going to be talking to, like who inspired you play, like from a player perspective? Who did you look up to? Was there a college or a pro uh, athlete or star? Didn't even have to be a star. Or somebody who, who inspired you to play? Sure. Um, I, well, I remember the first thing that really gripped me was the 1984 Tigers. Mm -hmm. um, winning the world championship and I how much of a team that seemed to be to me this across the board they had leadership and Sparky Anderson they had role players and they had superstars they had it all but it all came together it wasn't long after that that the Pistons had a couple back-to-back -back and Michigan won a national championship in basketball yeah. and for so for me really thinking back it, it was all about the team mm -hmm. uh, I, there were superstars that I liked but I didn't I just was fascinated by the team chemistry in each of those examples yeah so what uh, what led you to golf then where does golf fit in the picture you know uh so heading into high school um it, running wasn't going to be in my future that was the fall sport uh that I was thinking of doing was cross country I wasn't big enough to play football so I got a membership at uh, the local nine hole golf course and I rode my bike and just played every day drug my clubs around there every day and I uh as I like to joke, I joined the golf team my freshman year. There were no cuts. So I was in because I had a bag of clubs, and uh, they needed bodies. Uh, and you probably know this story, Coach. I was the worst. I was flat out the, the bottom of the list statistically, and I just decided uh, that that was never going to happen again. So I kind of pedaled down and continued to work at getting better. But it was a, I was a late, late comer to the game of golf. I have heard that story, and I've seen it. <laughs> Coach Oak here has said that to plenty of boys out there, and I've seen their eyes kind of twinkle, thinking, hey, I got a shot here. If <laughs> Coach can do it, I can do That's it. That's right. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, um, with all, it's awesome hearing, and congrats again on the, on the Hall of Fame. Um, it's so cool. And to hear all your accomplishments already. And when I think about that, I think about then who inspired you. Like, who are the coaches that – I'm hearing a lot about team, but then who were the coaches kind of that were in your life that maybe impacted you, had influence on you, you know, that kind of shaped your, maybe your coaching philosophy a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, the first coach I ever had was my dad. He was a little league baseball coach, and uh, we were nothing special, believe me. Um, but I kind of watched as he organized and tried to motivate, and we, uh, we were not good. I remember it took us almost to the end of the year to win a game. But a lot of growth. Um, he kept it very positive, despite not a lot of success for a lot of kids. And uh, I, I remember we won that final game of the season. I think it was, and how great of a feeling that was. 
you know, it was excitement with every kid that we had won. Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, I decided that I never wanted to live through that kind of a season again. And mm-hmm. there, there were some other things that maybe we could do differently to, to not just win one game the next time around. So yeah. that was one coach that shaped, shaped me for sure. I had a very good um, – he was at the, actually our athletic director and the varsity baseball coach in our high school who was a legend in the state of Michigan as a high school coach and later coached at the University of Michigan. Um, his name is Wayne Welton. What I learned from watching him was just organization and accountability, and he had rules. I mean, we had certain rules and tryouts and practice. You couldn't say the word yeah, mm. or you had to do, you know, 10 down-ups. Mm. So he wanted to hear yes. And there was just – there was a regiment and there was a way of conducting business that was all business, and it resonated with me. And it was maybe a little bit of an old-school – mindset but that's kind of how everything was at that point and I, I respected it a lot because he was consistent and fair very organized and um, a great leader yeah and then my high school golf coach made an impact um, he wasn't technical at all he uh, the joke was if you had a minivan you were qualified to be a high school golf <laughs> coach right? you could get the team to point a to point b you could drop them at the course and he didn't know the game of golf he was a football coach and a gym teacher but um what he did was he gave me a chance, uh, and he didn't yeah. he didn't uh, cut me or set me aside, even though I was the worst player on the team. And he kind of did the opposite because I did I did grow um, that after that first year, and I came back and made the varsity team my second year mm. on the team. And he kind of sat me down as a tenth grader and said, "I see something in you. I think you can do this. Keep at it. Right? I believe in you." So ah. those are kind of the three that stick out to me. Yeah. Oh, that's so. So, that's awesome. so maybe uh, maybe talk a little bit about your first team, first team you coached. What's uh, where was it? What does it look like? Yeah, first team I ever coached um, was my old high school team. I went back to help out my former coach. I was all a one year out of college. Uh, I was working as an assistant pro at uh, Barton Hills Country Club in Ann Arbor, and I wanted to take some free time and give a little bit back. Um, to the kids that were on the team. Some of them were like younger brothers of people that I'd gone to high school and graduated with, so I, I wasn't that far removed. Mm-hmm. I knew some of them, I knew my coach. Um, I mentioned Wayne Welton, he was the athletic director, so he, he kind of sat me down and said, you're pretty close in age here, we've got a fine line. This is what I expect of you, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, I know you can be a leader, but just remember you're not a friend um, to these kids, you're their coach, right? You're their leader, and so that also resonated with me. But yeah, I just went back and helped these guys, and they were golfing nuts. They played. Um, there were three future PGA professionals on that team, <laughs> and uh, and it was really me that was the technical side of that. The, the our head coach was uh, he, just, he he was there, but he didn't play with them. He didn't really have a lot of skill to help them develop. So we played, and we played practice rounds, and we traveled, and we taught golf, and we dug in and had some really good success. One of them became a college coach later too. Um, so that was a prideful um, little period. And that kind of hooked me. I said, all right, I think I can make an impact here. And uh, that was actually a catalyst for looking at the, the teaching profession in order to, uh, you know, I had a, a, about a four year run as a golf pro and I decided I was gonna shift gears into a business of teaching, which also goes hand in hand with coaching mm-hmm. yeah, but I was actually a high school coach before I was ever a teacher but that's that's where it started Chelsea High School that's great Chelsea then Flushing and then Heartland anywhere else in between you know I did have um so so Chelsea first um when I wrapped up my teaching degree I got hired at a, at a very little school called Britain Macon oh. 
which is south of uh, kind of Saline, and it's a, just a one blinking light kind of a Hoosiers, Indiana town. It was great. It was K through 12 in one building, um, and I coached the golf team. And they were happy to have uh, a golf coach, quite frankly. But we we had some fun, and we learned some things, and it was that was um, a much different environment. It was a very small community, and there's a lot of agriculture and a lot of kids that had to work as opposed to play sports. But we, we developed there and, and also just made the most of it. So then Flushing and then Heartland. That's great. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we're lucky to have you. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, appreciate it. How about, uh, do you have a specific coaching philosophy? Sure. Um, yeah, I would say that's evolved in me. That was a little metamorphosis maybe. I mean, I think originally a lot of us get into this because we're competitors naturally, right? We're, we're competitive, and that uh, usually goes hand-in-hand hand with winning or um, – you know, a hatred for losing, let's say, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's still a driver, without a doubt. But um, every year, you know, we play a tough game. We all do. We coach in a competitive conference, and the kids, mm-hmm. the kids compete and against tough competition. And it only seems to get better every year. So I think uh, somewhere along the line there, I kind of shifted more to growth as a metric for our team and for me personally, right? If we're better at the end than when we – when we start, then I think that's a success. And if we can uh, really hit the gas pedal at the right time and peak at the right time, if you will, then it can it can really be special. But I'm never disappointed unless we uh, just unless we regress, which it doesn't seem to happen as long as you can stay organized, right? So growth is is my philosophy. And then some kids are ready to really grow. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to be ready for that. Others are kind of micro steps, but it's all it's all growth, you know. So that's kind of my metric and my philosophy would revolve around that. Well, Coach, you have had some amazing teams over the years, and I've seen some players grow, teams grow, and I've seen some of your players move on to some pretty impressive gains uh, beyond high school. Um, maybe talk a little bit about, in your mind, what uh, what some of your most successful seasons were Maybe talk about some of your more successful players. Um, I don't know, a little, little bit of highlights. What, what do you got? Sure. Well, it's been fun to kind of think back through history. Um, over the last year, I've had some reason to dig into some archives and things and stir up some old memories. I think one of the best ones that uh, – and you know, as a coach that's been doing this for a while, you don't always remember them all until you refresh your memory with them, for right? Sure. But uh, something I'll never forget was uh, – it was 2009 – and we did have – we had a strange period there when the season switched. Mm-hmm. So we had no 2007 season. So we had a stretch between 06 mm-hmm. and 08. Fall went to spring. Where there was no high school golf. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I had a hungry group of young golfers kind of waiting um, to be unleashed, right? <laughs> and so we uh, – we got out there the first season, and everybody was a little rusty. I mean, it was clear some prepared during that offseason, some didn't, but that was that was not immediately a successful year. But in 2009, we went to a regional tournament and uh, completely off the radar, and they spelled our name wrong on the scoreboard. They, they went H-E-A-R-T. Oh, I've seen that one before, yeah. And I just looked at my boys and said, there's no way we're not winning this tournament today. <laughs> right? This just seems like this is fate right here, and I'll be darned. But we, they torched the golf course yeah. and ran all over um, a couple pretty good 
private schools and some highly ranked schools, and we kind of left and said, yeah, they're not going to forget our name <laughs> any longer, right? <laughs> they didn't. No. They didn't. That was a really good group of kids, and yeah, they, they ended up to, they set a, an 18-hole record the following year for competition. That was a, a really good group. Um, had a special group between 2013 and 2015 that really made some waves in the state and had, uh, you know, what turned out to be three college players and three eventual mini tour players, Michigan amateur champ on that team and a lot of amateur and professional accolades go along with the, with those guys. We had a, a really good rivalry with CC through that stretch and uh, we could hold our own pretty well. I think we maybe won at the district tournament mm -hmm. um, at our course and competed with them all the way to the finals and finished fourth. Uh, ironically, I think I would rank, and it's hard to rank teams. And somebody oh, yeah. will, apples and oranges. Yeah, I mean they're all a little bit different, but I th the one that I just can't shake um, is a team that followed that really good group in 2015, and uh, it was a team full of people that nobody had ever heard of, but mm -hmm. but but we knew that they had been waiting patiently, essentially for our seniors to graduate, right? And we got an opportunity to show that. They, I mean, essentially, these guys played one year of varsity golf <laughs> while they waited for one of the best teams ever. No spots for them. No spots, right? right? Uh, but they were so cool, and they and they were so hungry. So um, they ended up tying for third at a regional. They tied on the fifth man tiebreaker. <laughs> and so in high school golf, you go into a, a five versus five cumulative. I don't know. Have you ever been a part of one of those? Or I've, seen? I have. Yeah. It's an incredible scene, but there's. Uh, it is amazing. It's just something you – I don't even know how you prepare for that. And we weren't prepared for it, by the way. I mean, I didn't see that coming a mile away. Nobody did. But we went down the fairway in two fivesomes with uh, two and three and three and two. And it was – everybody counted. Every stroke <laughs> counted. There was no throwing a score out. So we we tied the first hole with Brother Rice. And uh, I kind of have a regret in there that I didn't slow a player down for a minute. We just needed to find a shot. Mm -hmm. And we win. We're going to the state finals. We – we didn't end up making it. We did not win on the uh, second playoff hole. But that group of guys was, uh, I mean, they maximized their potential and their ability. And uh, it was special. It was a team that we didn't go any further than that. But that was uh, the epitome of growth mm -hmm. to me, um, despite the, you know, no fanfare or accolades with it. Yeah. So that's on the top. And then, you know, your son was on a, a team kind of like that too. And uh, we had a special year in um, – in 21 mm -hmm. at uh, Dunham and, and won a regional pretty much off the radar totally, also. Totally off the radar. Right. And we saw the greatest, maybe the greatest round ever played by, you know, uh, by a high school golfer at Dunham, mm -hmm. I think close with Cole and the regional title and, and, and Ben and the other Cole and Jordan. We had a great, that was a great day. That was, was. A, that was a really good day. It was a fun day. So yeah. long list of fun teams wow. though, for sure here. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. Mm-hmm. I do have to bring up a couple of players that you had for me a, a while back that I think were pretty special. And I, personally, I think it says a lot to who you are as a coach. And that's why I want to bring up uh, Stefan and Garrett. These were two young men that came through Heartland High School, um, loved, passionate about the game of golf, passionate about the Heartland golf team. Um, definitely had some, some needs that, that we needed to help them at, uh, academically and athletically. And they weren't necessarily the best players, but they loved the game. And I remember you came to me one time, and you were like, Coach, what do you think? Should, should, should these boys be a part of the team? And you had a strong bunch of players at the time. And I'm like, you know, Coach, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if 
I don't want him to be a distraction. Um, uh, I kind of, that was my gut. And uh, man, was I wrong. <laughs> and I'm so glad you didn't listen to me because you, you took those boys in and uh, the teams just embraced them. So I don't know, maybe talk a little bit about those two guys. And sure. Yeah, no, those were, uh, those were the, the Jones brothers. Um, tremendous pair of twins that had just a thirst for life and everything. They did, really, um, including golf. Uh, wanted very badly to be on the golf team. We, we ended up um, allowing them to be our team managers. Mm -hmm. And um, gave them a little job. They were on, they were on snack duty. Uh, they took that very seriously and mm -hmm. better than I could ever perform. <laughs> Um, that task, quite honestly, they, they never missed a beat. They, uh, they were, as they grew in their confidence, they became comfortable um, just kind of interjecting during some of my meetings and asking if they could offer a little advice <laughs> to the team. So I grew more comfortable allowing them to take the microphone for a minute here and there, and they did. They, they gave us some one-liners and some just perspective on the game and the seriousness of what we were doing, and they lightened us up in several instances and uh they gave us a lot to just ponder about you know truly the value of life and friends and, and experiences um and they were somebody i'm very glad we kept around mm -hmm. they were what made it all work is they were probably about a 26 inch waist <laughs> each of them at the time i think i was maybe 32 and so we could all fit neatly in the front of a golf cart. With some snacks. With snacks, yes. Yeah. Side by side, all three of us. It wasn't uncomfortable. I mean, any other pair. Yeah, it wasn't going to work unless the waist size was there. So that was a prerequisite. But they, um, they ended up traveling to some tournaments. They ended up, uh, you know, speaking at a banquet or two. We took the, took the microphone and wished – um, you know, some of our players, some good luck at the state finals. And uh, actually, they came to see me a number of years. They would, they would come in every year, like Christmas or Halloween or uh, Thanksgiving if they were home and just say hello, take some pictures. And uh, I kind of haven't, haven't heard from them in a while, but yeah. I know they've got some careers and some things it's they're working through. It's been a while. Yeah. Two uh, exceptional great young kids. men. Great yep. kids. Yeah. Heartland was lucky to have them. Very much so. Very much so. Well, that – I think when uh, we talked to Paul the first time, uh, just about the idea of, of doing this and kind of what what's a big picture, you know, he said, I, I just want I just want people to be better human beings. I want us to be better, you know, human beings treating each other and loving each other. And and so a question we asked him, and I'll ask you, is what what does being a good human being mean to you, and and what does that look like? For people today, like I'm starting to get a little feel for it, you know, through your coaching and knowing you a little bit as a friend. But what do you think that looks like in today's world and for our students and parents of the players, just being a good human being? Good human being, sure. Well, we need more of them, don't we? Um, I, you know, it's tough. Where's your moral compass? Uh, it's it's what you do when others aren't around or don't know about. Um, I, I tend to just think a lot about the word others. I mean, just some perspective and other people's viewpoints, how they might receive the message. And we, as coaches, sometimes we get in a groove too, and we see we see a goal, and maybe the words that come out of our mouth aren't perceived the same way in in, in others. Mm -hmm. You know, those that we're talking with, be it parents or our players or competitors or anything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm not perfect. I try to say. 
maybe the best skill is the ability to step on the other side of the table and try to see how other people could view what you're saying or doing or your decision making or things of that nature. Um, that seems to be kind of the focal points for me. Others and some perspective on just can we get to uh, something that, that makes sense for everybody here that maybe both sides give a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's I think that those are the characteristics of, you know, being a good person yeah. in our business for sure. That's awesome. Very good. Is it time to lighten it up a little bit? Uh, I'm getting a little deep here, but that's, that's <laughs> Go good. It's Go good, it. right? Yeah, uh, a little lightning round? Let's do it. Get to know you a little personally, have a little fun uh, as we start to land the plane a little bit here. So, um, you know, we love little little pop culture-y. We love, uh, in fact, I think we've shared some of these from time to time on the golf course. Yeah. Give a couple, two or three favorite uh, movies and or movie lines. Okay. Well, movies, let's see. Um, the first one I think that gripped me was The Natural. Oh, yeah. Mm. VHS tape <laughs> yeah. version, uh, oh. mind you. It, it was uh, – it was one that I think I probably watched three or four times in a row before taking it back to the to the movie store kind of a thing. <laughs> and that was an inspirational movie, obviously, right? The, the Natural was great. I love The Greatest Game Ever Played. Mm-hmm. That one will put a tear in my eye. Oh, True yeah. story also. Yeah. Um, I think I've shown that to some golf teams from time to time. And um, that's a good one for sure. Um, those are the two that come to the top. Remember the Titans? I love that one too. So oh, good. yeah. Um, yeah, they're all sports related. I would have to say, as far as the ones that really stick with me, Good. no Star Wars for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, Paul. We yeah. love, love you, man. Uh, music, music. What are you listening to these days? Ooh, ro- rotates. Um, phases of music for sure. A lot of Zach Bryan yeah. right now. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. Good songwriter, mm-hmm. good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what's on my playlist right now. Zach Bryan. Okay. About reading, are you a reader? Reading any books, fiction, nonfiction? Yes, um, intermittently. Not a cover to cover guy, unfortunately, but uh, chapter here or there. Um, I like coaching books. I do. There's a great book by Greg Harden. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He was a kind of a mental coach for the University of Michigan. Okay. Worked with Tom Brady and Michael Phelps, and a real self-actualizer and a vision in oneself and. Controlling what you can control and not worrying about what you can't. Um, that's a good one. I've got some John Wooden on my nightstand. Oh, yeah. Um, classic, just old school, fundamental. I mean, maybe the coach of the century, they called him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some nuggets from John Wooden for sure. And then, uh, I mean, social media has changed the ability to read. So I read a lot in snippets, uh, just follow certain. Yeah. Uh, some of them are coaching-related or mm-hmm. other, other types of news bits and uh um, trends. I was actually talking with um, my son this week about, I said, when I was a kid, to get better at something, I would wait, let's just say golf, I would wait for the next Golf Digest magazine. Yeah. It would be a month, and it would be 295, and then there were all the lessons I could handle for that month. Yep. And then I said, you guys get on instantly if you're, if you're working on something. That's so true. And you just search it, and there's 20 people with advice or articles or you know, videos and, videos uh, and everything. Yeah, I said you almost don't need instructors anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I fall into that too. I'll follow some uh, you know some technicians and some mental coaches and some motivators, and read things just intermittently that way too. Yeah. 
nourishing. You know, you talked about the uh, the snack, the <laughs> snack guys. Uh, what are you What are you eating these days to nourish, to give you good energy level? As we know, that's so important and and uh, being fit, right, and being a competitor, and but also as we're getting older too. <laughs> yeah. So what's what are the food? What's the best food? Well, those that, are two uh, different questions. I mean, it's, <laughs> I so I'm stacking questions in there. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I pr- I probably could use some coaching on a better diet. To be honest, um, seems to do a little better in the summertime than the than the winter. But I got a tough time passing on Mexican. I'll, I'll take oh. any opportunity for Mexican. But mm. yeah, as far as nourishing, I don't know. Um, I try to stay off the carbs. Protein is good, especially in the summer when you need energy. But Far from perfect. I'm going to say maybe like a 26 handicap when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to diet. Yeah, room to improve. Let's I'm say. right there with you. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. Um, did you have any other ones? I think we had we had kind of one that we liked to, that we finished with the first time. What was that? Uh, this what, the, what are you most excited about? Yeah, like, and, what's the and, future look? And I like? got to add just a little nugget in there because okay. you mentioned your son. Yeah. And you do have two boys that are coming through Heartland here, and. Uh, I get to see Aiden walking down the hallways here at Heartland High School as a freshman. Uh, he's getting taller pretty much every day. And uh, as, as Doug's here, ask, he's asking about uh, what are you excited for? So, and I think about Aiden, and I'm sure you're thinking a lot about Aiden too this year and the golf team. And yeah. what, uh, what, What's on your radar for 2024 golf? Yeah, well, that's, that's a part of it. But first, I mean, first and foremost, I've got two really good seniors that have given me their all for three years mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Brady Bettley and Keller King. And they just are great kids who love the game and have had some high expectations. And, um, you know, we got one last shot at reaching those expectations, I think, for them. But they have exhibited growth. They're going to be a success regardless of what happens. But I do know that they've got some goals, and I'm, I share those goals with them and, and hope that we can, as a team, help them reach you know some goals and make it a really positive final senior year for them. I mean, that's always top of my list. Senior year, it's uh, it all comes to uh, you know an end for mm-hmm. most. I mean, this is it. So going out on a positive is something I, I try to keep uh, keep there. So. A lot of good returning players too, and then some good freshmen. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, my son will try to be one of those players. He's a ninth grader. He's gonna have a chance to travel for the team and earn his way on. Um, I'm very thankful that there's no playing time decisions in golf, if you will. I mean, I guess there is, but the numbers kind of help there. Mm-hmm. So, That's balls in his court mm-hmm. for sure. Um, excited and frightened by that, <laughs> both. Uh, but uh, you, you know, fathers and sons, he'll he'll listen intermittently, and sometimes he won't, and That's he's gonna have true. to realize I'm his ride home, <laughs> yeah. uh, probably, unless he wants to call <laughs> yeah. mom. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if that keeps the manners in check a little bit. But yeah, that that Keller, should be fun. Keller will probably take him home. Keller will get him home. To. Yeah, if he needs to. Yeah, no. If nothing else, uh, and, and he's a hard worker. He is, and he's not a, an excuse maker. So he's he's put in some time. But we'll see. Ball's going to be up uh, – the ball's in his court for sure. Um, if nothing else, it'll be an opportunity to spend some time with him instead of away from him. That's, you know, a win right there. that's what coaching's been, yep. is away from families for a lot, right? So yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good awesome. luck with your season, Coach. Yeah, We're excited you. to watch uh, your seniors have a good end, um, watch your team grow, as you were talking about. Um, I, definitely, I definitely know that you've got your uh, – your eyes on the prize there, where it's it's W's are fun, it's fun to win, but it's also fun to watch boys grow as golfers and as people, 
and uh, you would definitely exhibit that every year. Um, so I'm impressed by what you do, and I, Heartland's lucky to have you. So thank you. Thanks, yeah, Coach. Well said. Agree. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Go Eagles. Yeah, go Eagles. Go that Eagles. was fun. Thanks. Oh, nice.